newsaz.com entertainment network with over 2 million downloads of our podcast series newsaz.com is the home of star wars and character the Grady's, the great 80s movie debate indiana jones and character trailer pod boys the catacombs of halloween horror nights muppets and character dial-up movies rpg real players gaming philly's full count pass the popcorn and more with even more to come Newsaz.com is also the home of the video podcast series, Chris's Micro Movie Reviews, and the new series, We're Bored, the vintage oddball board game show. Visit Newsaz.com today to catch up on all our great series and original entertainment, and keep an eye out for all the great new additions coming soon. Listening to Pass the Popcorn, the movie review podcast. That's right, yet another movie review podcast on the internet. But here's what this podcast has that no one else does your hosts, Chris and Tim. Hello, and welcome to this special episode of <laughs> What Makes It Special. Could we have more people on than just, just Tim and I? And you're special, and so is Jeff C. Special. What's that supposed to mean? I don't mean special in that way, just a special guy. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Well, I could be special in that way. I'm flattered. That's all I can say. I'm offended. I want to have, I want all of us to do, all right, welcome to Pass the Popcorn. Should we do each one says a word? Yes. Pass the popcorn. I want Tim to go first, and then Jeff, and then Dave. All right. Pass the special. Popcorn. I can't do it. I can never do that voice. <laughs> what? Yeah, just buzz. Buzz the popcorn. That's awful. I can't say that. Can you say this it? is going so well? Yeah. <laughs> all right. We are, the four of us are together because we all saw a big, big movie and one had big, big boobies. <laughs> big, big boobie. Yeah. A big, big movie. We all saw Ant Man and Trainwreck. Big big boobies. She has some big boobs. No, she yeah, well, I thought I thought that was Ant Man. Sorry. <laughs> well, what do you mean? So you're uh, talking about old Michael Paul Douglas. All Rudd's pecs were large and in charge. No, mm-hmm. old flabby Michael Douglas. He's boobs. not flabby. Yep. You see him? Oh, I saw his I saw his rooster neck. Yeah, hanging out of his shirt collar. <laughs> well, that was. Dave, yes. We're all gonna get old someday. You will have a rooster neck. That's right, Dave. I'll be dead before that happens. <laughs> I I can see why Catherine Zeta Jones dumped that man. What a nightmare. She woke up in the morning. Shit! What the fuck is this? Yeah, holy shit! What if he actually oh woke up in bed God. and went cock a doodle doo one one time? I thought it was. I was watching the sequel to Rock a Doodle. Oh, you fucker! <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right, Dave. Please. Oh, how old is he? I don't know, Michael Douglas. Uh, he is uh, in his seventies, like seventy. Come on, he's seventy years old, man. He looks it. Give him a break. Hmm. I was watching Romance in the Stone on last week. I was catching that. I was like, damn, he was young in that movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it was a great movie. I hate it when people get old. Yeah. So do I, Paul Dave. Newman never got old. Paul Newman did never get old. He just died. Even even in uh, Road to Perdition, he still looked like he was 15. That's right. You know who else never got old? Who? James, James Dean. James Dean. Yeah. I well, love watching James Dean movies. It never got to see he died old. soon. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's let's talk about Ant Man first. All right. Yeah, man. All right. I know. I know we all saw, it, and I think we all kind of liked it. Well, that's the whole show yes. and the show, and now Trainwreck. Um, <laughs> I'll play the trailer. 
Let's see if this works, Dave. Brought to you by... With Amazon Subscribe and Save, you'll always that, receive that, a discount that that good, on top huh? of Amazon's everyday low price, plus free shipping. Is this episode of Pass the Popcorn brought to you by Amazon? It might be. It is now. 40 years ago, I created a suit, but it was dangerous, so I hid it from the world. My assistant, Darren Cross, I became obsessed with recreating my formula. If this technology gets out, it's going to be chaos. Scott, this is your chance to become a hero. I need you to be the Ant-Man. I think our first move should be calling the Avengers. The suit has power. This is not some cute technology like the Iron Man suit. We're doomed. When you're small, you have superhuman strength. You like a bullet. So you need to know how to punch. You want to show me how to punch? Show me how to punch. Ah, that's how you punch. I got this. Did you think you could stop the future? You're just a beast. No. I'm Ant-Man. I know. Wasn't my idea. There's no reason to be scared. Oh, no, no. Daddy don't get scared. Good. How'd you do that, bro? Don't freak out. Look at your shoulder. Ah! I'm saying something first. What? I am so glad that... I did not see the trailer that's been playing out there right now showing you the Falcon is in Ant-Man. Yeah, I, t- I saw Spoiler. that. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw that early after you had seen it and you were like, didn't want to tell me anything about it. And I was like, oh, I saw Falcon in a commercial and you were like all upset. Like, why would they what, Why would they ruin that? I think you? that's like, like a big part of the movie. Like, it's so great when you see it the first time. It's like, shit. There's- it's a, yeah, it's a nice surprise. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if I saw the trailer. I had forgotten about it until it happened because that's what i do apparently i have the memory of a goldfish hmm. but uh yeah i that was one of my favorite scenes from the whole movie yeah that's on the tv commercials they show oh, oh well, that's sh- why i didn't see it i don't have cable so what's the guy's know. name that's uh, falcon anthony mackie yeah they showed him like tony mack <laughs> they showed him like flying around like even on the tv commercials like oh i guess he's in it yeah and that's yeah. a big like it was uh, let, let's go around dave just one word to describe how you felt when you saw Ant-Man. One word? One word. Rud. <laughs> that's a good word for Dave to use. <laughs> how about beaming? Beaming. That's a, that's a good word. Tim, one word. Uh, one word. One enjoyable. word. Huh? What'd you say? I'm sorry. Enjoyable. Jeff? Amused. Chris? Aroused. <laughs> what? Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly? Well, Corey Stoll and that, that beaming <laughs> bald head of his. I want to, like, this movie to me, I know nothing about superheroes. I'm probably, out of you three, I'm probably the least one who knows anything about, like, besides Superman, that's probably about it, about superhero characters. And Ant-Man, this movie to me... And you don't even really know that much about Superman. You just... I know from the movies. <laughs> yeah. This movie to me was one of the greatest Marvel films to date. If not, maybe one of the best ones to date is how I feel. Uh, Tim, I, I, I can't ahead. agree with that. 
my son and I saw it, and he has started to uh, kind of do things, I guess, that I do in making lists. And he quickly wrote down every Marvel movie and tried to make his top five list of Marvel films. And he asked me to do the same, and, and both of us had it as our number five all-time best Marvel movie. I would have to put mine lower uh, lower part, maybe maybe in the lower five or six. I mean, how many have there been? There've been what fourteen. So this would be like right there in the middle, probably. I, yes, yeah, for me, um, if I was going to rank it, if not on the top tier of Marvel movies, and the top tier I consider the first Iron Man, Captain America: Winter Soldier, and the first Avengers film, and then second tier would be uh, the first Captain America and Thor: The Dark World and Guardians of the Galaxy and this. So I guess it probably is like in that five or six spot. I really did enjoy it. It's, you know, it's Marvel's version of a heist yeah. film. Yeah, it's, it, it would be right there in the middle. I mean, Marvel hasn't made a bad movie. Even the one that I would put at the bottom of the list, which is probably Thor Two, Thor, yeah. Thor: The Dark World, probably those are those I still really enjoyed. Um, they've never they've never made a movie that that has been dull. In, in haven't made, they haven't yeah they haven't had a misstep yet, and that's why yeah. anything that they anything that they announce, I'm like I'm there until because they haven't they haven't even fooled me once yet. Exactly. Well, I don't agree with that, but I think this is good. Um, I think this is was so much better than a lot of the other Marvel movies. Maybe, maybe because of the humor. Um, maybe because it was more of a. I mean, they did mention the other movies, and and they do it twice in that stupid preview you played. I mean, it's like I guess they had no faith that people would come see this. So we have to mention the Avengers, and we have to mention an Iron Man at least in the preview. Right. This movie's mm-hmm. fine without any of those things ever even having happened. I didn't even need Anthony Mackie to be in this for me to really enjoy this. In fact, I think the part with Falcon I like less than the rest of the movie. Because what did it, don't they show you that new Avengers headquarters? In Avengers. In yeah. Avengers too, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see that. But see, Dave, that actually the thing that I liked about that scene is that it wasn't just a hey, here's Falcon. It actually there was some character development that went on there because mm-hmm. we saw we saw him learning how to use the suit. A little better when he's and fighting how to improvise and everything yeah when he's yeah. fighting with falcon because this 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 is his first like real this field test, test mission, out yeah. there and with in the suit i mean, everything uh, everything before that has all been like lower lower level this is him finally stepping up you know and getting out there in a real field test a real world field test and he has to end up fighting in a lower level avenger to to uh succeed in his mission. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying for me, because I was liking this movie so much, I felt that they, the filmmakers were betraying this character almost like they didn't have enough faith in it. Like we have to get something in here besides Ant-Man because who's going to go see a movie about an Ant-Man? Well, people who enjoy good storytelling, which I think was going yeah. on. So when that scene came up, although it was fine, you know, like, but, but to me that took away from the Ant-Man story. I don't need to see anybody else. I'm enjoying this movie for what it is. I just think you have, you have a, a, um, a rock hard one for Paul Rudd. I think like, that's what made you love this movie a lot. And who can blame him? Really? Yeah. Me. I like it too. I love this movie. It was really funny. Paul Rudd was great. I don't care what you say. Uh, the rooster neck Douglas was fantastic. <laughs> I think she was great. Lily, I think it was such a funny 
fun movie to watch. Even almost like um, Guardians to me was really great, I mean, but there's so much shit going on and, and the sci-fi and space, all these characters. This was just as good with a lot less people in it. I honestly, I think that you know, you bring up Guardians. I don't think I have a feeling that if Guardians didn't, well, I mean, this this movie was probably already in production. But if Guardians didn't test as well as as they were making it, this movie probably would have had a harder time uh, getting greenlit and put out there, uh, basically because. This is more of a comedy than even Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think if Guardians of the Galaxy didn't work on a comedy level, they they would have had a hard time marketing this one as a comedy, which which it actually is. This is the funniest of all of the Marvel movies. And I think who did Adam McKay write co-write the script? His name was there. Yes, he, did. he and Paul he and Paul Rudd did a draft and uh Edgar Wright and his producing partner also did a draft. I think Edgar, Edgar Wright was originally supposed to direct the film. Yeah, he'd, he'd been working on it for the better part of, like, I think he'd been working on it since about 2007. Yeah. Which would, that would have been uh, an awesome mm-hmm. film, too. So, uh, either well, way. Well, there's still actually, there's still quite a bit of his story in there. I, I posted an article on Facebook after I saw the film uh, with a, an interview with the, the filmmaking team who did make it, and they were talking about the, uh, contributions of Edgar Wright that remained in the film. And there were actually quite a few, uh, although everybody's favorite part, the, uh, the montages with um, Michael Pena doing all the voices. That was oh, actually yeah. not, that was actually not a, an Edgar Wright contribution. Who wrote that That's part? Uh, that was the, uh, I guess it was Adam McKay uh, and Paul Rudd came up with that. Yeah. And those were really funny. The, there was what, two of them in the movie, one at the beginning and one at the end. Yeah, they were fun. They were good. It was really well done. I loved them. I don't know, I just I I think you're right what you're saying about Guardians of the Galaxy paving the way for this cuz it it seems like they can't they're printing money over there at Marvel. Yeah. They can do whatever they want at this point. If they made a movie called Guardians of the Galaxy with characters that not many people knew and a talking raccoon and a tree, they can do anything at this point. So like yeah. had Guardians of the Galaxy not done well, this probably wouldn't have been made because if you would have started out with Thor, Hulk, Ant-Man, people would have been like, screw you, Ant-Man. <laughs> but now it's, well, I like, mean, it's like they can they can do it. They could do anything. They've they've built they've built a, a for the most part a sustainable universe. The the only the only thing that can that can to, that can topple it is, at this point is how successful that can they be after um, after Robert Downey leaves. Yeah, that's that's, that's gonna really going to be the question. Going a sad times when when Downey is no longer making is no longer in a starring role if he's in a supporting roles. You know how 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 much how far can they take it after that? Because I I mean I'm I'm going to get bored watching the freaking Junior Avengers probably with the next after that next round. I, I mean I just don't I just don't see where my interest is going to be in those. See Tim, that's I think you and I are, are different in that regard. I think that they're getting close to going as far as they can mm-hmm. with the Tony Stark character, especially with the uh, Robert Downey Jr. version of the character because he's. He's, he's, he's done what he set out to do. And to me, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, Anthony Mackie as Falcon, I love. 
Oh, he's great. Love, yeah. He's great. And I and I, I think that uh, I think Marvel is smart. I think Marvel Studios is smart. They're going to continue to cast the right actors for the right roles. And I think it's I I think they have built they built a label basically, mm-hmm. sort of like you know the uh, the uh, what is it Def Jam Records from the the nineties where you know people were <coughs> loyal to the label. And they yeah. they that's what they've done with Marvel Studios. They have they have earned enough trust and enough goodwill that. Their, their fans will follow them down these rabbit trails to do a movie like Ant-Man that is not necessarily about a character that everybody knows, but you know that it's going to be an entertaining film, and, and it was. And so I think, I, think, I think this can survive the departure of any actor. If it can survive the departure of Terrence Howard after the first <laughs> Iron Man film, I really think... I Tony! Tony, Tony, that's my that's my Terrence Howard. Uh, I thought I thought he was making a guest appearance. That was, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> that's pretty good, Tim. Tony, do you do John Cheadle? Tony. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Dead on is eerie. You guys got Don Cheadle on the show. This is yeah. amazing. Hey, we're we're PTP man. We I actually <laughs> I heard that this movie was Marvel's second worst opening. Of all the films, to what I am yeah, looking it's now, next to only the uh, Incredible Hulk. That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 I can I can see that uh, based solely on the average person who knows nothing, the the the, the know nothings out there that they see the name Ant Man and they they have they have no they have no context of it in comics and they. They they might know that it's Marvel related, and then they're just like, oh, "What the hell are they coming up with this? With just calling it Ant Man, really?" And I know that in the original trailer, they sort of reference it. They're like, "Sorry, not my idea," but just the name makes it sound like a 1950s B movie. So I can see that I can I can see people who are not familiar with Marvel and comic books at all saying, "I'm not going to see that." This is a guy who gets tiny. Well, and I can this do is that the, on my own around my wife. This is the first one <laughs> since Guardians of the Galaxy that uh, I didn't mean to step on your joke, Tim. I apologize. That was very funny. <laughs> this is the first film since Guardians of the Galaxy that has not been uh, has not centered around a character that everybody already knows from another film. And Guardians of the Galaxy is a little bit different monster because it is it's a space movie. It's you know it's basically Star Wars uh, with a raccoon. But uh, but you know this is this is basically sort of a not necessarily a reboot, but it's 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 the kickoff for a new series. And yep. people, you know, other than Anthony Mackie, there was you know we didn't have Captain America, we didn't have Thor, we didn't have Iron Man in this. So it you know it's going to be a little bit of a harder sell. Well, and and Cap was Cap what was a soft opening when it came out too. But then we had Winter Soldier that came out. You know, so the, you had you had the uh, the Avengers sort of lift lift Captain America's profile up. And then when Winter Soldier came out, that was a huge opening. So I think, and, and I know uh, Ant-Man is going to be in civil war. I don't know how big of a role. There's probably just going to be like a small cameo, but he is going to be in it. So for people who either catch this on video at the end of the year or don't, don't see it until they go and see uh, Captain America next year, I think Ant-Man's profile will be up. So when this, when they do make Ant-Man two, um, more people will probably go see it. Electric Bugaloo. Bugaloo. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. You, I see what you did there. Um, one part I would, I would go see that. One part that I loved 
And then I'm also sad that it can happen now is how they de-aged Michael Douglas. That was cool. It was one of the greatest scenes. He looked he looked like he did in Wall Street. And he looked so amazed. But now they can make any movie they want with anybody and de-age him. And it can it can work. There's, well, to be fair, he was only on screen for, what, three minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah true. With about three minutes of footage, it'd be very tough to do that for an entire film. The thing that impressed me the most was how they made uh, Dominic Cooper look like an old older John Slattery. As Howard Stark. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, the, the, the Michael that, Douglas. That, bugged, that part bugged me. I'm sorry. The Michael <laughs> Douglas stuff was cool, I thought. that they did. They, he looked like he did in like, the American president, an American president or something like that. And oh, yeah. that immediately got me into the movie. It would have been cool to see you know, him as Ant-Man. Like with the Michael Douglas, oh, yeah, yeah, back when he was on the head. rocket, like, yeah, I mean, you kind of saw that one flashback when he was like in helmet and all, right. and and I would have liked to see like kind of some other retro Michael Douglas in action kind of stuff because that's how we think of him. We you, you said romancing the stone, like that's yeah. what I think. I don't think of like you know this this old Colonel Sanders looking. When mother, now mother. he looks like Kirk Douglas more than anything. Yeah. yeah. The sons are proud of the old man. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Tim, have, have Kirk Douglas and Terrence Howard talk. Tony. <laughs> Tony. Uh, Why is it called Kirk Tony? Tony. Everybody's right. Tony. Everybody's Tony because he's so deranged. I, I think this movie brought everything that it wanted to. It brought the um, comedy. It brought the action. Paul Rudd was, you know, I, I'm with Dave. Paul Rudd's amazing. I love Paul Rudd. He can do anything wrong. And it had to be it had to be something where there was a reverence and he was the per- perfect person for it because like Tim's saying, like Ant-Man, like who, who's going to go see something called Ant-Man that takes itself totally serious? Right. You had yeah. to, you had to, you had to have him second guessing his own character during the movie like Paul Rudd can do so well, or otherwise it would have been like, it would have been silly for him not to be thinking the same things that the audience was thinking. Did you, did you all see it in 3d? Yeah. Tim, no. Jeff, no, no Jeff. I, I both times 3D. I saw it were 2d. I'm telling you the um, 3d, sometimes it sucks, but in this one, it pays off. It really brings you like, it really shows you how he shrinks. See? It looks so good. Well, one of the reasons I didn't see it in 3D is ants give me the creeps. <laughs> Do they really? And so, yeah, I hate ants. Well, just <laughs> in, insects in general, bugs in general, I just, ugh. anything that has less legs than me, which would be snakes, or more legs than a dog, which would be, you know, an insect or an arachnid, uh, just give me the creeps. The one thing that I did like about this film is that the ants didn't look exactly real. Of course, they were all CG. They looked a little stylized. They didn't look so fake that it took me out of the moment, but they looked fake enough that it didn't give me the creeps, and I appreciated that. And I, I can't imagine that that was not done on purpose. Hmm. I would love to have a picnic with you and see ants, ants walking over towards us. I would love to see that. Yeah, no. I loved uh, the scene, <clears throat> the, the quick little cameo scene to Garrett. Was it Garrett Morris? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that I and I didn't, was I didn't great. get the reference until yeah. Somebody told me later why that was in the movie. I yeah. didn't get the reference. I, it 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 didn't. I didn't catch it the first time. Like I noticed Garrett Morris, and for a second I was like, 
why is Garrett Morris in that? So weird. And then, then I realized that after I saw the movie, um, I remembered that I were, and then, and then it also showed up in like, you know, 55 Easter eggs. You never noticed. And yeah. man, you yeah. know, those things. And I was like, ah, yeah, because he played, he was the only other live action Ant-Man in the history of um, film and television. Um, Ant-Man. That skit on yeah. Saturday Night Live back in the late seventies. I think you're right about the 3D, though, and I I hate watching movies in 3D. Not because they're more expensive, but I think it's usually a ploy, it's, it's a gimmick. Usually, yeah, it's usually unnecessary. Yeah, uh, the, the glasses give me a headache, and it's like halfway through many 3D movies, you forget that you're even watching a 3D movie anyway. I think of all of the 3D movies I've ever seen, this used that technology of 3d better than any movie i've ever seen this may be the best 3d movie i've ever seen because of like what chris was saying the the size stuff really played well in 3d from the moment he shrinks into that shower and you're on the bath the bathtub with him at eye level looking up you really felt the depth of those scenes because of his size there were often there was often a lot of motion where he was going through drain pipes or things like that you felt like you were in motion because of his size and i think the 3d was utilized better in this movie than any i've ever seen i agree dave <laughs> i'm gonna have to see it in 3d i i <clears throat> yeah for whatever reason uh when i went and saw it the first time it just wasn't playing 3d and then the second time yeah, i just wasn't just it's really just didn't work into my time frame it takes you there See, it's the exact opposite here there are like a ton of 3d showings but there's only like one screen on every, at every cinema showing the 2d mm. so some some movies are weird like that where where they'll they'll have it in 3d and then like the 3d will be the rarity and the 2d will be the the common and then other times it's 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 twisted around it's it 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 is very strange how some movies are re- some 3D movies are released. Well, that's um, my wife and all. You know, she works at a theater. She 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 tells me her theater, her theater customers prefer 2Ds. So there's not that many 3Ds at at her theater. It's so weird. It all depends, I think, on the customers and what the the movie companies want. That's the way it is at the theater that I used to work at too. They prefer 2D, and the I think the bottom line is the price. Uh, yeah, it's it's just. I think- the people yeah. don't feel like they're getting their money's worth for shelling out the extra money to see it in 3D. They'd rather see it in 2D to save the money. And I, I actually generally don't pay for the 3D. I usually buy the 2D ticket and go and watch the 3D movie because I have my my glasses with me. <laughs> uh, That's it, you're, I mean, the reason honestly, theater, you're the reason movie tickets are so expensive. Tim. Yeah, Tim. People like you. It honestly, is a, it is a scam. It is. Because they, you know, I remember like, like when Avengers came out, and Avengers two, they they talked about well, you know, an additional you know forty seven million dollars was added on because of three D screenings. It's like so they got an extra forty seven million dollars because people paid extra for the glasses. You should just be paying for the glasses. Why are we paying extra for that conversion? You should just be like, or or they should, you know, I don't, I don't mind paying a, a buck extra to see a 3D movie. Give me a permanent set of glasses. It's it's a it's a it's a it is a huge scam. It is. The, it's the whole it, 3D thing because yeah. they're charging extra four or five dollars, and three of that goes straight to the movie uh, 
to the movie studio. And it's that's that's a fucking punch in the dick. It is. It's <laughs> a you're paying for the experience. And yeah. it's uh to me it's not worth it. And it doesn't it's, sound like it's a worth it. It's worth it to a lot of people. Because I like I hate it now. I know like when, when we all worked at this theater we used to work at, like we always it was like what's the number one movie all the time? We would pay attention to like box office gross because it was like a fun thing to keep track of is anything ever gonna beat et and then it was like a couple of things came along and beat it now those things don't mean anything because movies are being released in 3d now so like avengers made whatever a billion dollars well who's to say that et wouldn't have made a billion dollars if it was released with the ticket prices that they are now in 3d imax in the the technology that they have so those things the 3d has kind of like made those things not mean as much it's like steroids in baseball records records don't mean as much as they used to i've always said that I, I don't care about the dollar amount. The dollar amount means absolutely nothing because it's not going in my pocket. It's coming out of my pocket. I could care less how much a movie makes. I want to know how many tickets were sold. I think that's how they should rate movies is yeah. we sold 75 million tickets. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, they Maybe they made $275 billion, but if they sold 75 million tickets, that levels the playing field. Yeah. I agree with everything sports related you guys are saying. Sports related. <laughs> <Anti-cop>. <laughs> Was there anything anything that you didn't like about the movie? Because I think, you know, I love Michael Douglas. I mean, I'm making fun of him and all, but he's one of my favorite actors. He he kills it every time. I love Michael Douglas. He is, he is superb. The one person I thought that was uh, the, the weak link in this, and I can't see her getting a movie on her own, was Evangeline Lilly. Uh, she kind of underwhelmed me. I don't. To me, she's a TV star, and when I see her in movies like those Hobbit movies and stuff, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know. You she don't. was in that box and robot movie with with Wolverine. She doesn't have what it takes. Did she? Did she bother uh, see, anybody I, else? I, I liked her. Okay, she didn't bother me. I think she just had a, a bit of a thankless role, not as thankless as Judy Greer. Bless her heart. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah it's a shame for her. Man, she's of the summer, and nobody remembers yeah. her name. Yeah. But I thought I thought she did I, I thought she did a good job with what she had to work with, uh, and I would like I'm hoping that in the next film, the next Ant Man movie, that she teams up with Ant Man because I think that could work because I thought they had good chemistry. Judy Greer, you're right, man. She is the divorced mother in every summer blockbuster film now, and it's a shame. She's the same bitchy ass divorced mother. I have always had a thing for Judy Greer. Yeah. Always. Even even when she had a lazy eye in Arrested Development? That, oh, I, this is that's, the last time you're going to see. Is that where he started? Where it started? No, that's, that's what I happened, remember yeah. her in, I think it was maybe Jawbreaker. <laughs> and I was like, who is this Jewish princess? She's really talented. She should she get, is good. She, she is. She, she always is funny. She is. Uh, she should be used more. I don't know the the. I can't, oh, there's there's no way they're gonna make a wasp movie with Evangeline. Not Lilly. just her. They'll, they'll, no, they'll they'll team up with Ant Man though. And I she'll think and she'll be eventually be part of the a team. part of the Avengers. The wasp is is she's basically in in the comics. Although it's it's not the same makeup of people, but in the comics, yeah, wasp and Ant Man are married. And that's that's how the the Michael Douglas thing. But that I think was that they're going to yeah, work. That was Hank, that. Yeah, I think they're going to work that into by Ant Man three. The two of them are going to be married. Mm. Uh, this is um a major spoiler for our, our listeners. What do you guys think of the of the end scene? The end final end movie Marvel little Easter egg scene at the end. 
I have a question about it actually. Okay. First off, to, first off, to answer Dave's question before, I thought that the mid-credit sequence was a bit of a letdown, where he revealed that he still had the suit. I, that should have just been a tag before the credits. Mm. The the very last scene was. Was the Winter Soldier like stuck? Was he handcuffed or something? I, I think he was in a vice. I think his his claw hand was okay, in a he vice. He was in a vice. Did they just did, did they just find him like that, or is that how they're keeping him? I still? heard that they. It's this scene I heard in the next Avengers, and they they capture him or, and whatnot or whatnot. They okay. They got him, but they didn't want to tell I Iron Man Tony Stark about it. I did. I didn't. I didn't like it because I didn't. I, I just seeing him like that. I don't know why it bugged me. It just bugged me. And maybe it, it was supposed to. I didn't. I am with you. I, I, a, I was confused by it. Like he, you, you, you left him in Winter Soldier, which to me is the best Marvel movie, and on my top five, Captain America: The Winter no, it, Soldier. No, I agree. It is number one on my list. It's fantastic, and it, you, you leave him as being this this dangerous person. And there was that little thing with him at the Smithsonian, and all. And then the next time you see him. His hands caught, and they're kind of sitting. The three of them are sitting around like old buddies or something. Like it was like yeah. it was very strange and off putting. I I don't I didn't understand it either. But I do I like the connection. I like how it's going to show you what's going to happen in the next movie. Like this one here, it's a really good scene to say it's coming soon. This is going to be you're going to be see what happens soon. I think that that's less of a scene that was filmed for this and more of that's an actual scene from from Civil War that we're going to see that's going to happen about 30 minutes into the movie. I yeah. think they just lifted a single scene out of the movie to say, hey, this is here. And it also gives you a, a further clue into the division between the two factions, the the Captain America faction and the Iron Man faction. So I think that that's, I think that that's what that was basically setting up for those who are, for, for those of us that are paying attention, I should say. And they're gonna, and that's how they're gonna bring Ant Man back into this story. Well, he says he's gonna return. That's how, yeah, that's yeah. how he get it. Ant Man will return, Dave. Just like James Bond, he's gonna, he's gonna return. Yeah. Well, Ant Man will come in on one side, whether it's the side of Stark or Star to Captain America. Spider Man's gonna come in on us on a particular side. Um, so yeah, he, 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 Thor might have to take a side. I mean, well, that's that's basically what they're setting up. Crossbones will be in there somewhere. Tim's uh, excited. I am excited for Crossbones. Yeah. All I gotta say, if I had the powers of Ant Man and I'm inside the Wasp, don't get big. <laughs> <laughs> don't hit. Don't hit the wrong button where you whoosh, where you get really big. Oh, sorry, Evangeline, I killed you. <laughs> or you can get really small um, and you just need to crawl one, in. The one thing that that kind of bothered me, and it, it was basically the villain. And I do like Corey Stoll. Yeah. I think he's really great. Um, is there was a lot of things that just didn't make sense to me. Like Michael Douglas ran Pym Industries, and when he left, he left Corey Stoll or Darren Cross in charge, but he never liked Darren Cross. He never trusted him. And then Darren Cross gets evil, and he's surprised, he's surprised but he's not surprised. And then at some point, the, the particle is making him nuts. And that wasn't, and you, they didn't really explain that at all until like the end. She she just said the particles making you nuts, and then he's like, "What?" <laughs> it was it was it was kind of a weak. He was sort of a weak villain in terms of his uh, just character. Well, Marvel outside of Loki, none of the Marvel movies have really ever had a great villain. Ultron. If you think about it, no. I didn't think Ultron was a great villain. Uh, Winter Soldier was okay, but he wasn't 
the, the main villain in that movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hydra was sort of the, the the real villain. But think about it. First Iron Man, second Iron Man. Thor again, Loki, I well, think, this, is the only the close, in my opinion. This was kind of a kind of an Iron Man sort of thing. It's like with the original Iron Man, it was the Iron Man makes a suit, this other guy makes a bigger suit. Uh, so in this one it was, you know, the Ant Man has a suit and this other guy has a suit that shoots lasers. Uh, that was that was that's if, if I have if I have a, a major criticism for the film, it just has to do with a poor villain. While the while the, the the fight scenes at the end I thought were were hilarious when yeah. they're fighting, yeah, you know, and I wish they didn't show as much of that in the trailer because yeah. that yeah. that scene with the train knocking over would have would have just floored the audience had they not been exposed to it six months earlier. I agree with what you're saying about the villain. He, it was it was like why is he in charge if he if he didn't trust him? And then she did drop that line about how the thing was making him crazy. I, I remember being like, well, what are they talking about? Like, like he, he yeah. was and his, his. I like that guy too. I don't really know him from anything other than uh, this is where I leave you. But he he was he was another weak point. And as much as I liked this movie, as it was like my fifth favorite, two of the main characters I really didn't like. I mean, I guess <laughs> Rudd and Douglas were says something about that says something about the quality of the film itself though. Yeah. I mean the, the, the film itself was was good enough that I didn't like half of the main cast and it was still <laughs> that good. Rudd was well and and, and I'm I, I guess I'm really forgetting Pena as one of the main cast, he was fantastic. He, every time he talked, I think I was like, I use the word beaming. Paul Rudd always makes me beam. Yes, he does. Did we know that about you? <laughs> and, and, and Pena was, was helpful. He was fantastic. He yeah. was good. He I've was a good ad. A, I've always been a Pena man. Always. He's, he's always great. All right. Well, and, and I do, and I really like Bobby Cannavale, but that he was so underused. They could have put yeah. any actor in that role. Uh, they, I just think that Ken, I, I honestly think Bobby Cannavale should have a superhero of his own. I don't know what it would be, but I, I think that a, 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 an actor like him, I think, was was wasted in this movie. He was good. Italian he was, man. Yeah, he was awesome on um, Rescue Me all the time. I, he was one of my favorite guys on the show. He is good. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't in it enough. He's in the last two movies I've seen in theater. That and Spy. Oh, yeah. This is like the summer. Oh, of that's right. He was inspired. Yeah. The summer, summer of Cannavale. All right, let's do the popcorns now. We got four of us going on. <laughs> yeah. How long has this been? Um, oh, I forgot about this. I want to do. I want to do Jeff first. How many popcorns, Jeff? Jeff, all right, well, doing you first, and we're I'm doing, doing you first. That's the way it should be. Um, Enough from behind. Oh boy. Uh, hold on. Let me get a handful of popcorn. Um, the, the the main thing about this film, the main thing about this film, and I'll get to my rating in just a second. It it didn't break any new ground for Marvel. I felt like it almost has a paint by numbers feel for Marvel, but they did it so well, and I had such a good time with it that it didn't even bother me. So I'm gonna give it four crisp, buttery popcorns Ugh. that melt in your mouth. I like that. Dave, how about you? What what is this out of? I don't remember. Five out of five. five. Out of five. Oh. All right. Um, this I I said beaming. I was beaming the whole time, mostly because of the rud. I I love the rud. <laughs> I've seen I think everything he's ever done, and he never lets me down, including when I met him. 
Right, Chris. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. We did, we heard this story forty six times. Yeah, just, why don't you tell the story to everyone again? That's tell okay. Us, tell us about your meeting with Paul Rudd. The bottom line of the story is that Paul and I were hanging out at Citizens Bank Park. Hanging out. Did you go with him at, at the Phillies game? Did you carpool? Paul Rudd was uh, college roommates with Chase Utley, and he was there with with Utley's wife watching the game, and he was there, and we had a, we had an encounter. It was great, and uh, and I love the guy. So, uh, across the, the streams, <laughs> the fact that that it was him was always going to bode well for me. But the the enjoyability of this movie, I didn't expect. And the other thing that that I know that Chris and and Tim and I haven't mentioned was that this is the second movie this summer that was shot in San Francisco, where we had the pleasure. Oh, yeah of sitting in the credits and seeing yeah. the name of one of our friends in the credits. Yeah. Which Former is, movie movie theater employee. And yes. We all know him as Smitty. That's right. Dave Smith. Smitty. Who is a, a friend of, of Neozaz one, and one of the co-founders of Neozaz, uh, did work on this as well as Terminator Genesis. And it's so cool to be able to take your son to a movie and sit there and wait through the credits and say, like, you know that guy, yeah, and yeah. see his name up yeah. there, and, and it got we, we get to do it twice this summer. We're gonna see he's him. in this one. He's just under San Francisco unit. I don't know if they gave him a role. I, I think he was like data wrangler on, in Genesis. Uh, I tried to take a picture. I, I actually tried to take a picture uh, of of him on the screen, but I I missed it. It was it was right there at the top of the screen before I know. I'm like, oh shit, and I wasn't <laughs> able to get the photo. Do you do you know what he did on this film specifically? What did it say? Vid- it's something it like video, 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 something video, video, video assistant or video, yeah, video utility. Yeah, I know. Okay. On Terminator, I know he was listed under San Francisco unit, and this one, I think he was just listed with everybody else. But uh, congratulations to him for yeah. for doing that, and, and he he works on pretty much everything that happens in San Francisco. Like I know he was in, he worked on uh, the internship with Owen Wilson and and Vince Vaughn. So like anything in that area, I think he he ends up. Well, and see, those are the people that, that they talk about when they talk about, uh, you know, uh, piracy is a crime. Yeah. And so, like, they're the people that really get hurt when people sneak into movies or Tim for 2D and go to 3D. Tim. Uh, instead. I've taken money out of his pocket by, by not. Yes, you're taking by, food by, out by of paying, his mouth. By paying for the 2D and seeing the 3D. Nice going, Tim. So I'm going to. Dave, Dave Smith just posted on his Facebook page that he has been evicted. Oh shit! <laughs> nice job, I Tim. I hope you're happy, Tim. Way to go, Tim. And he's driving a 1981 Pinto. <laughs> all this to save a couple of bucks. <laughs> at least, at least Tim pays though. I don't pay at all. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. I, Dave. I know we'll get to your uh, your uh, your thing in a second, but uh, it uh, was number one for the second weekend in a row. Ant Man was this weekend. Oh, oh it, it, it beat it beat Pixels. They're estimating it take took in twenty four point eight million. Well, pixels, pixels debuted to twenty four million. Take that, Tim. Dave Smith that can spend the, the the weekend is not over yet. The yeah. final numbers are not. Nothing is over. So <laughs> nothing's over. For out of five, with five being like what the greatest movie the greatest. of all time. Well, like it's fantastic. And five you, out of five, you have to describe you the popcorn. Do, you can do portions. Like you can do four and a half popcorns. Yeah. If all you right. like, I'm gonna do. Four popcorns and two grains of of rice from Rice Aroni, the San Francisco treat. 
<laughs> and saying that this was a this was an excellent movie. And the thing that I the other thing that I really appreciate about it is that it is something that you can take your children to. Uh, because yeah. not not that you couldn't take them to some of these other things, but at the end of the day, these are comic books and and movies about men who wear suits and fly say around it. so say it's for the children it, i mean it, it really on some level is. these movies should be made for for kids and 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 i know that this new fantastic four is coming out and people slam those those original fantastic four movies but i really enjoyed taking my son to those when he was much younger and he could watch those movies and it was about comic books and 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 stuff and like colors like, and everything yeah, yeah like like and i think that this kind of brings it back to that this was more of the this may be the most family friendly marvel movie that i remember uh so take your kids i mean I, I had a ball and i would watch it again that is a great review dave a little bit lengthy but it's a great a great review <laughs> yeah <laughs> zip the lip i'm going next i i'm giving it this is gonna be short and sweet Five is a, is a masterpiece and perfect, so I will give it four and a half of the biggest, butterest, saltiest, hand-fed to me by Paul Rudd shirtless. Mm. Here you go, Chris. Eat this. <laughs> I sprayed it with a little sex panther. I, I love <laughs> I love this movie. I had a blast watching it. Exactly. Whatever Dave said and Jeff said, I totally agree with. It's a, one of the, the best Marvel films to date, and I want to see um, Star-Lord and Ant-Man together <laughs> in a film. Because that would just, just blow my mind. Yep. That's, that's in Nebula, in between. Oh. Here comes the last one, Tim. What do you got, Timmy? You know what? It's you, Here's the thing. Is Paul <laughs> Rudd instantly raises the level of any movie, especially if it's supposed to be a, a humorous movie, a comedy. He's a fantastic comedic actor. Uh, and I, and I, he, his likability is like through the roof. You, you can't, you can go to any movie. It could be the worst movie ever made. It could be troll two starring Paul Rudd. And you could say the movie was great because it's Paul Rudd. And this movie was great, not because of Paul Rudd, but he had a, he had a lot to do with the enjoyability of this movie. I would have to give this movie four delicious delicious popcorns i did see it a second time i will say i was i came out of it a slightly less i I, when i saw it the second time it didn't it it didn't really wow me the second time as much as it did the first time that but it is a very very enjoyable film and it does merit multiple viewings even though i just said it wasn't as great but i mean how many movies are as great the second time you see them um but I did. I really, I really loved it. Loved it. And uh, yeah, four delicious, delicious popcorns, hand fed to me by Judy Greer and Evangeline Lilly, while Corey <laughs> Stoll stands in the corner. Stands in the corner. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad we all liked it. I think mean, this movie, like, was I knew we all, I think, had a blast watching it. It was so good. I'm glad this movie. I'm glad it was number one. I, I know again. I guess this um. Weekend on it. Was, suck at Jurassic World. It, it, it was really good. All right, we're going to go. Yes. Did you want to say something? Uh, no, no. Okay. Let's go to the to the next movie, which all four of us saw. <laughs> which I'm. She's. This, this lady is growing on me. I, I like her. I don't know much about her, 
I think you guys probably know more. I know. I think Dave knows more about her than I do. It's called Trainwreck with Amy Schumer, which as of right now, I'm watching the um, the, the last comic standing. I watched maybe two years ago and, and I'm still watching it, but I never knew this is where she actually came from. She did? 2007, it said. Really? She was on that show. But you probably watched it back then, which, right? Which show? Last Comic Standing. She was one of the um, oh, contestants. Didn't I, know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm liking her. I'm, I'm really enjoying her. All right, here we go. Brought to you by... <laughs> Saber's Edge. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. A game. A game? Kind of download. Saber's Edge? Yeah. Sounds like something you would buy on a brown paper. Girls, your mother and I are getting divorced. Monogamy isn't realistic. Monogamy isn't realistic. Again. Monogamy isn't realistic. I didn't understand that word at the time. But now I know exactly what he was talking about. Saturday, I would love it if you were my date. I can't do that because, like, you and I won't ever see each other again. I wake up today every morning, man, just cooling. I'm still yawning. Good morning. Oh, Amy. What happened? Did church let out early? Ooh, I like Tom's sweater. Does he teach computer in a church basement? And don't get all threatened just because you don't understand the concept of marriage. You dress him like that so nobody else wants to have sex with him. That's cool. Hey! I'm just a modern chick who does what she wants. Last week, it was this guy. Is that wine in the box? Hey, Mark Wahlberg, shut up. Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg's like 150 pounds. I look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. Before you judge, you should know I'm doing fine. My friends are awesome, my apartment's sick, and I have a great job at a men's magazine. I like you, Amy. You're clever, but you're not too brainy. You're pretty-ish, and you're not gorgeous. You're approachable. Thank you. Yeah. I'm giving you an assignment. I need a profile on a sports doctor. Oh. <laughs> so you're doing the article on me? Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. We watching Downton Abbey later? LeBron, I'm being interviewed. Listen, I'm watching it tonight because I'm not going to go to practice and all the guys are talking about it and I'm left out. Tall. You follow sports? Sports. I love them. Who's your favorite team? The Orlando Blooms. Do you want to get a drink? Yeah. What am I doing? I slept at the doctor's place last night. My boy got intimate. Yes. Sexual intercourse. Oh! You never spend the night. What were you, blackout drunk? No, I had like two drinks. Three, max. Four, now that I'm tallying. Because you're on antibiotics or something? Oh my God, he's calling me. Why would he call? You guys just had sex. This is Amy. I think you butt-dialed me. No, I dialed you with my fingers. What'd she say? What'd she say? He called me on purpose. Hang up. He's obviously like sick or something. I was calling to say I had a really good time last night. I was wondering if you wanted to um, hang out again. I'm going to call the police. I will say this. This movie opened the doors for LeBron James to be in Space Jam 2. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you listening, you now don't have to go see the movie because that was the entire film. Yep, that was in pretty the much the entire movie. That was long. Yeah, I was I was playing. I am well. so happy this movie has been released because now we can finally stop seeing that trailer. I They've agree. been showing that trailer since I think before Bill Hader was born. This was the uh, Paul Blart two trailer for like six months <sighs> straight. Yeah. Well, it was yeah, on a lot of like, movies. Literally since Christmas this has been on 
about half of the movies I've gone to see. Well, why is that? Do you think because they're trying to push her so much? Like, or they just knew that yeah, it was going to be I, a thing? Yeah, I think that, uh, I think, well, a couple of reasons. One, this is a, it's, it's a, it's not really a romantic comedy. It's kind of, it's a, it's a bromantic comedy. I think I just made that term up because <laughs> uh, it's Judd Apatow, but it's not Judd Apatow's normal gang of, of players. Amy Schumer actually wrote this. And I think there is some, there is some concern that if, you know, a female can't open a movie in Hollywood. And so they figured the more, uh, more exposure people had to it, the better chances for a box office success. Yeah. And I think since it was probably a relatively inexpensive movie to make, they could spend a lot more on marketing. So they, I think they put a lot of money into that to raise literally basically what, what Jeff was just saying, raise awareness of the film over the last six months because they had to figure out a way to get this movie to the, through all the, the fuzz of the summer movie season with explosions and dinosaurs and, you know, minions and all that sort of stuff. Something had to break through. So I think they used the last six months just to pound this into your head that this movie was eventually coming out. There always seems to be the one R-rated comedy alternative to the summer blockbusters that ends up doing well, something like The Hangover or Bridesmaids or something like that that is mm-hmm. is good for dates, something that men and women would both go see and this year it seems like it's this like they people give her a lot of credit for a lot of things and i do think she's really funny but she's not doing anything different to me than what other comedians have done in the past she's it's like she's this year's comedy it girl yeah well i liked her i liked her when i saw her the first time when she was called sarah silverman (laughs) and i liked her before when she was called Kristen Wiig. like there's always been that kind of person melissa mccarthy you know like these how about about the one you had hots for or maybe janine janine garofalo yeah didn't like her she probably she never was popular (laughs) 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 but it seems like one of these women come along once a year and it's her turn is she doing anything that sarah silverman hasn't already done right I mean, she's she's dirty and she's irreverent, and I think she's really funny, and I think yeah. she's a good actress, and I like the movie a lot. But they're they're making her seem like she's the you know the next Carol Burnett. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's well, that's the thing is they they want people who again aren't they, they, that 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 aren't paying attention. Like uh, uh you know we pay attention to a lot of this sort of stuff. But there are most people. This this is. They don't pay attention to this, so they they always they always want people to feel like they've discovered something. And Amy Schumer is the person that that this year they're trying to push out to make people think, "Oh, I, I'm a big fan of this person. I've discovered this person." Yeah, I agree. And they, so they so they feel like there's some attachment to them when they do the next thing. Oh, I really liked her when I discovered her in that last movie. I'm going to go see her in this movie, Dix Plus Two. That is awesome. <laughs> I miss Dix Plus One, I guess. <laughs> and that's the first one. Straight to, straight to video. This one actually got a theatrical release. I'm going to tell you what I enjoyed most about this movie is the company who I went with. Yeah. Dave and his lovely wife Amy went with us. We asked them to go, and, and we haven't gone to the movie together, the four of us, minus, minus the kids. So it's gone with the wind. Since going, since going with the win. It's been a long Which, time. Which, by the way, is the all-time box office champion <laughs> when adjusted for inflation. That's true. So there you go. We had dinner at Red Robin. You know why? Because I love Red Robin. All you, all you need Red fries. Robin. And you, you got the salad. No, I don't know, the burgers <laughs> and fries, man. Oh, I love that place. It, it was fun. And and I what was weird is that 
your wife actually texted me like when we were all sitting down. There was a lot of old people in the movie, like elderly people. We were probably the youngest people in, in that theater. It was, and it was dirty. And I didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah, for being a young comedian, why is there all people who play bingo in there? But they were laughing. I mean, yeah, I know. The, yeah, I know. True. The audience that we saw it with really enjoyed it. Sold out show. Well, yeah. I think we all really enjoyed it. I know. I used. I still use Tim's ten chuckle ratio as a rule. And you that was the first ten minutes. Yeah, that was obliterated. I, I'd say. I'd say I laughed. 30 times like it was it was not only her but the the supporting cast lebron james was really funny um space jam too and and i liked how she or or apatow whoever's decision it was was to get a bunch of comedians that people who really enjoy comedy would like david tell as the homeless guy was one of the best characters like like in in the colin quinn's and you know like you get those little people in here here and there and you sprinkle them throughout they're all talented people the movie's going to be good. The writing was good. Um, there were there were some dull points, and I think when it tried to take itself a little too seriously, I, I kind of drifted. And, and I think Bill Hader was was he really was kind of like the the straight guy for a lot of this, and and I think he was maybe underused from time to time. But that's why I told you I couldn't see Bill Hader as a romantic lead, like like as a person who someone falls in love with, but without him doing. Stefan, mm-hmm. I can't see him like being lovable and kissable and just so nice. But he was all right. I don't. He wasn't as funny as he normally could be. Yeah, he kind of anchored the movie. Yes, he did. See, to me, Bill Hader really can do no wrong. Part of what makes him such a fantastic comedic actor is the fact that he is such a good actor. Period. Yeah, because this was this was a character he had created a character, but it's a real character. As a real guy, it was not a you know it wasn't Stefan. Um, and I really enjoyed that, but this movie should have been about a half an hour shorter. Every time I go see a Judd Apatow movie, I have the exact same long. reaction. Yeah, it was love the first ninety minutes, last thirty minutes completely unnecessary. That's a good point. The the this this followed the tropes of most romantic comedies, whether it was one or not, and. The audience doesn't need to be led down that path like we've never seen it before. You're right. Get exactly. Them, it, get them over that hump and get them back together quicker. Speaking of humping, John Cena? <laughs> Best part of the yeah. movie for me. Best part of the movie was John Cena. He was great. He was great. Loved it. Him on top and then when he did his thing and he's like... I'll be the closest one on Grinder. <laughs> he's like, don't don't touch me. No, don't. I mean, I was laughing. You know me, Dave. I was laughing out loud during that scene. He was excellent. I that, saw a trailer for the new uh, Amy Poehler and uh, Tina Fey. Uh, oh, Tina yeah, Fey movie yeah. that he's in as well. Yeah, and he had the best line in the whole trailer. My safe word. My safe word is keep going. <laughs> <laughs> he made but me laugh. This, the, you know, Amy Schumer is 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 noted for being you know so unconventional in all of her comedy and everything, which was so made it so frustrating to me that this movie was so conventional. Mm-hmm. Again, the last half hour hit on you know it was it was what really was paint by numbers and that last sequence on the uh, basketball court Mm. i was embarrassing (laughs) it was yeah it was because we had just gone through what 10 minutes of boring which felt like a half an hour and then that it it, the the end just sort of felt a little anticlimactic and 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 just yeah, a little little forced. Actually, a lot forced. 
Uh, and I, by that point, I'd, I I had already kind of checked out by that end. By that point, it's like, okay, they're back together. I don't need to see her do her thing. And then and it was over. And I was like, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, what Jeff said is is spot on because she her comedy is take no prisoners and it's make you uncomfortable comedy almost like Andy Kaufman-esque like I'm going to say something that I don't even necessarily mean as a joke but I want to watch you squirm (laughs) and I like that kind of stuff and I do think she's really talented but this movie hit all the same paces at the end as any other movie up up, leading up into it. I think she was kind of breaking a little bit of ground because it was like a woman acting like a man would act in a movie generally. Mm -hmm. What was that scene where she was at that party and she told her story about how the condom got wedged up in there. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was hysterical. Yeah. yeah, that that was laughing at that one too. Yeah, because you knew she was like the first two were so lame. Yeah, and she even says like, "Oh, I don't know how I'm going to follow that." Yeah, you, you're waiting for her turn because you know whatever she's going to say is going to be degraded. Yeah, and it was great. It was great. That's I, what she's. It good was at. A, it was fun time. But everything you guys are saying, I totally agree with. Yeah. I was. I did not realize that Tilda Swinton was that character until the end of the damn movie when I was watching the crowd. I'm like, that was freaking Tilda Swinton. I didn't either. My girlfriend, in, my girlfriend mentioned it right as she she appeared, and I was like, I would never. I'm just like you, Tim. I would never have known. No, yeah, I didn't know until the credits. I have a I friend like she actually looks, looks like a woman. I would have never known. <laughs> yeah, she didn't look like <laughs> I have Conor a Bryan. friend that looks <laughs> a lot like Tilda Swinton's character in this movie, and the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, that looks like my friend, and she just looks so weird. But it's Tilda Swinton. Well, this one's all right. I'm, I'm ready for popcorn time. Yeah, I want to go with. I want to go with Tim first at this time. I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I, I don't feel I ever need to s- purposely sit down to watch this one again. I liked the, uh, like what Dave said. The all the the different comedians. Like I love Colin Quinn and Ugh. Jim Florentine. I hate him. <laughs> I really hell. do. Berbiglia was even funny. Yeah, and Mike Berbiglia. Who, Mike Berbiglia was awesome. Who is the only reason to watch the third? Well, maybe not the only reason, but one of the main reasons to watch the third season of Warren's the New Black is for Berbiglia. It just, I, I love seeing all the different comedians, and I thought that, and I thought that uh, LeBron James was really funny. He He's really gonna, was. If, if they and and the Daniel Radcliffe the movie within a movie I was also <laughs> yeah oh, really I forgot about that I forgot about that, that. yep I remember what? seeing there was a picture of him like a full year ago yeah of him walking like the thousand dogs it was and it was out of context and 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 I remember seeing that picture thinking that's really funny I wonder what that's for and now I found out but uh, so there was a lot of really great things to the movie. The, the the only thing that it really suffered from was yeah basically the the uh, uncreative plot um, so I'm I'm just going to give this one th- um, three and a quarter so three bad. and a quarter mainly for the basically the, the, the what fifty laugh out loud moments uh, but again when you go see it a second time it would probably your laugh out loud moments would drop down to twenty and then you know then it would just be a regular movie after that. All right. How about you, Jeff? I am not as forgiving as Tim on this one. I again, I, I did. I enjoyed. I would say if it had ended at the ninety-minute mark, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. 
but I really only enjoyed about the first hour of the film. Once she started on her downward spiral, I kind of lost interest. So I'm only, and, and I can't imagine going to see it again. So I'm giving it two and a half, but they're two and a half, you know, again, really crisp, buttery, melt in your mouth popcorns. But that's all I'm, that's all I can give it. And most of that is for John Cena. <laughs> for John Cena's ass. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff said yes. Like a rock. I I will go I will go next. I am right with Tim. I am literally exactly what he said, but I was given a three and a half. Made me laugh a lot. It was a lot of funny jokes. His ass, his him on top of her. <laughs> I was laughing out loud, I think ten minutes after that scene ended. And I like her. I, I think the movie was 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 fun. I'm giving a three and a half buttery popcorns on top of John Cena's ass. <laughs> Dave? You're really dwelling on that ass. I, 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 yes. It, it deserves to be dwelt upon. Yes. Wow. That's a, that's a good, great ass. It really is a vision. It's like granite. <laughs> yeah, it's like it ass of David. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Dave? Uh, I'm probably leaning more toward Jeff. Uh, I'm usually really hard on comedy in general because it, to me, ha- it, it's so hard to do. And when people half ass it, it bothers me when people think things that you can tell aren't aren't great. People give it too much credit. Um, I don't like stuff like that. And so, like, I always look at comedy with a very critical eye. Uh, I know people like her character in that movie, and I think that she, dozens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that she she totally she totally captured that type of person maybe she is that type of person i don't know i mean i know that there are things in the movie that were autobiographical i know that her real father had ms and she suffered through his his you know sickness with him kind of stuff so maybe maybe it was autobiographical maybe she'll never write another movie again i don't know i think she's really talented but i'm not willing to jump off a cliff and say that she's the next you know legend of comedy Lucille Ball. Would, you jump off, would you jump off a curb i jump off a curb <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm, and I'm with jeff with the, the movie being way too long and being disappointed with the second half of the movie but if you have to go by number of laughs i mean i sat next to chris and we were both laughing yeah. pretty much the whole yeah, time was. so she deserves credit for that but i am gonna give it three out of five and i'm gonna give it three uh, gin and tonic soaked <laughs> popcorns wow. for all of the drinking that she did because uh, I'm impressed. If, if, that's, imagine, if that's the way her, her life is, uh, she can she can hang with anybody. Just imagine if John Cena was in the second half of the movie at the end. Come on, then it's a whole five, right? No, his, his ass probably would have been close. I, here's a question. Here's one thing that did bug me: the scene where she goes back up to the hotel room with the intern. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. I, I knew as soon as they stepped into the room, I knew that he was underage. Did you guys notice far left of the frame portion of the frame? There was a purse sitting on the chair when they walked into the, into the room. No, no, no. Nope. Big as life. There's a purse sitting on the chair and I looked over and I saw the purse and I was like, Oh, that must be his mom's purse. This guy must be underage. Good call. And you didn't catch hey. that. So this guy's kind of Sherlock Holmes over here. Can't kind of a fail. That's a good segue, Tim. Because, I mean, I'm sure it was there. Because <laughs> uh, now I think is all right, we all saw these movies. Now is the time where Dave, myself, and Jeff are going to grab a pillow. 
We're going to lay down a little bit here. <laughs> sit back yeah. while Tim tells us this great movie he's seen. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I went and saw the 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 new Ian McKellen movie, Mister Holmes, and I, I I liked it. It's again, not every movie can be an action movie. Not every movie can be uh, a comedy. This one is like was really just kind of a, a nicely paced small character piece, more of like an indie type film uh, of Ian McKellen, and it, as 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 a ninety three year old Sherlock Holmes, and I really enjoyed it. No, I'm sorry. As 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 uh, someone is uh, lacking off to to my voice. Uh, yeah, no, I I thought it was a good movie. Again, it's not a movie for everybody. Chris would be bored out of his mind. <laughs> Chris, you're too movie. stupid. To I'm like. too stupid to like what Tim likes. It seems <laughs> you 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 would be bored out of your mind watching this movie. But I I think I I really liked it. And there was there's a point near the end where I I got a little little teary eyed. Um. But you know, I'll I'll never see this movie again. It might show up on Netflix. Maybe I won't see it because I'm too bored by it. You would be bored. You would be. Bored I, I see it. stuff that's boring that, that I like. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but you're not going to see this one, are you? No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And why why aren't you going to see this one? I don't really care about it. <laughs> boring. So, I, I don't really care. Who to else see, was in it besides him? Laura Linney was in it, and she was the mm. only person of note in it there were like a little it was a really small cast it was basically the uh him laura linney and this kid there were a few other little side characters but it was mainly just the three of them i have a Uh, theory about laura linney i think that she wishes that she was british yeah everything everything she plays is either british or colonial yeah she she has to be like like she has to be in that and love actually like i'm gonna be the only american in this movie and if you watch i'm not ashamed to admit that i too like lebron james watch downton abbey (laughs) she she introduces every episode of downton abbey on american public broadcasting it's like all right take it easy lady you you know you're not british stop trying to be british She's like, in my past, I was British. When you go down my family tree. No way down to flowers. <laughs> all the way down to the British flowers. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I really liked it. I'm not going to go back and see it again, but it's, you know, for what it was, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a film. How many? Um, for what it was, it was a film. <laughs> How many popcorns then would you give it? Uh, three. Oof. Three. Yeah. Oh, what well, nice! All right, okay. I'll probably check it out because it's it's Bill Condon, right? He directed it, right? Bill Condon, yeah. Who is he's yeah. doing um, the live action Beauty and the Beast, from what I understand. Old as old as time. But uh, <laughs> and, uh, and on the we're going to yeah. save this one for the next episode. But, but uh, Chris and I also saw Pixels. I saw Pixels. I saw Southpaw. And you have my sympathies. <laughs> And this Friday comes uh, Mission Impossible Five. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've still got to see three and four. Skip three. Uh, three four. is really great, and four is really great. That's what I've heard because the first one I don't care for. Second one is eh, a little bit better, but I've heard that three and four are actually legitimately good films. Yeah, four is the best one. Four is great. Four, for me, four and one. I really, I, I do like one a lot. So one, two, is the, two, two is my least favorite of, of all of them. The plot for the new Mission Impossible movie sounds exactly like the plot for the first one, though. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there's a there's an anti. 
They're all the same. There's always a knock list, and all the agents are going to be exposed. And Ethan Hunt has to run around and, and wear masks. It's that's he has, oh. to t- he has to yell at people to open the doors, no matter where they're at. Open the door! Open the door! <laughs> the other door! It looks great. Uh, apropos of apropos of nothing, I spotted a plot hole in an action movie classic that I was watching over the weekend. You guys mind if I share that? Sure. It, it depends on what the movie oh, was. Okay. This, uh, the action movie classic I was watching over the weekend. I haven't seen it in probably 15 years. So I'm watching the Delta Force with Chuck okay. Norris. Yeah. That's where you're supposed to laugh. <laughs> but seriously, I remembered this sequence from the first time I saw it. When, when, when crap goes down and they call in the Delta Force, Chuck Norris has retired from the Delta Force, but he's on his ranch. And I remember the sequence where he's in his, he's eating, I assumed dinner and he's watching, seeing the news reports come on and he decides he has to, has to sign back up and he leaves. I'm watching it this time, and there are three things about this sequence that make no sense. One, he's standing in his kitchen. He's eating scrambled eggs off of a plate, but he's standing like at the island in his kitchen, fully dressed at 2.45 in the morning. (laughs) Maybe he's used to a different time zone, and his internal clock is... Give me two of those three, and I'm fine, but he can't be standing, (laughs) eating eggs at 2.45 in the morning, fully clothed. I do that... At least three times a week. <laughs> well, maybe you're just more Chuck Norris than I am. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know what? I saw another movie this week real fast. It's on Crackle. Oh, uh, yeah. Joe Dirt 2. Joe Which, Dirt 2. I got to catch that. I can't say that I would recommend you guys putting aside <laughs> an evening to see it, but if you're bored and nothing else is on, um, there are some funny things in it, but it is it's it's no Joe Dirt one. Well, that's I will watch that. I will check that one out. Yeah. They got they got the entire cast back, right? Pretty pretty much no Kid Rock, but but uh, they got yeah pretty much everybody. Just about everybody that was in the first one is in this one. He was Even too Christopher busy walking. Make- Even walking. Oh my yep. god, Chris Kid Rock was too busy making shitty music. No, but they got Mark McGrath instead. Oh, Someday. Even shittier yeah. music. He's in Sharknado. Which I oh I, I saw a movie, Sharknado <laughs> <laughs> three. No, yeah. Oh hell no! That's the name of the movie. Yep. Is this Ian is, Ziering the in movie it? is yep. called Oh Hell No. It's called Sharknado three. Oh hell no. Oh. Oh yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark Cuban's in that. Yeah. Just as bad as you think it is, and almost even worse. But you liked it. Sharknado or Sharktopuses or I wouldn't call. I liked it. I just I watched it, and it was just so bad that I watched the whole thing of it. <laughs> that I watched it all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Well, all right. Thank you, Jeff, for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me back. Thank you, Dave, for joining us. You bet. And earlier, before we did this, Dave actually made some popcorn. Where I said, hey, Dave. You gotta say, you gotta say, yeah. I'm supposed to say it. Yeah, you gotta say, yeah, Chris. Oh, yeah, Chris. Pass the popcorn. I thought you were waiting for me to say pass the popcorn. I'm like, why would I pass the popcorn? (laughs) I heard that whole train wreck happening. No pun intended. (laughs) It was brilliant. (laughs) Popcorn. Thanks for listening to Pass the Popcorn. Pass the Popcorn is a NeoZaz.com production and part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcast and original entertainment, please visit NeoZaz.com. 
For all the latest news and information for Pass the Popcorn, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pass the Popcorn Podcast. Thanks for listening.